the unexplained, the mysterious, the frightening. You're listening to Haunted California with Jerry Sanger. Just uh, red, red, red. It's, everything's red. It's hard to see anything. Everything's uh, sort of misty, and there's this uh, glow, this ambient glow. I don't see any sources. Uh, just this red fog, and um, out of that red, there's these creatures, and uh, they're bipedal it looks like and they kind of look like humans but sometimes they'd be walking on all fours instead of two and their fingers are too long and um they look like they have weird muscle groups like strange warped muscle groups where there shouldn't be any overgrown contorted back or an arm that looks more like the uh, root system of a tree. A neck that's too thick going to a face that's too twisted or where the face is supposed to be. There's nothing. There's just flesh. Maybe some nostrils or a mouth. Sharp, jagged teeth that look like what you see on fish from down on deep deep in the ocean where no one goes long erratic unreasonable teeth and they all come so close to me making sounds like they're smelling me tongues long impossible tongues wick in the air like they're tasting me through it they never touch me they keep seeming like they're going to but they never do they can never get close enough. Something inside me keeps them away. I soaked through all my clothes. This t-shirt. Bed soaked. Oh. Bad nightmares, man. Bad, bad, bad nightmares. It's morning now. I'm at the cabin. I recorded that last night. Didn't sleep much. Brain just won't turn off. I went unconscious for a while, though. And in that time, I guess, I received another message. 33.677387 Negative one one six dot six seven nine 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 four three three dot six seven seven three eight seven negative one one six dot six seven nine 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 four
same unknown number. Those are GPS coordinates. And I'm deep enough in this now that I don't know how I couldn't go check them out, but I'm feeling uneasy. My head's been feeling so off since Yorina and the Jamais Vu and that weird call with C. In the past, I've had little episodes. Um, depression, anxiety. Um, the world doesn't always seem right to me. I don't know how to explain it. Um, my dad was bipolar. And I know at least one of the medications he took was for schizophrenia. I never got diagnosed with anything and definitely never took any medications. I didn't like what they seemed to do to my dad, how they seemed to change him so completely, how they faded his light. So I avoided them, but sometimes it feels like my brain is not good to me. <laughs> So I've been through this kind of thing before, and it's important to me now to know that I can hold this bad feeling in my hands and look at it and go, this is just your brain, Jerry. It's just in your head. This is just something the chemicals in there are telling you. The way coffee makes you excited or sugar makes you happy and then it makes you tired, that's it just some weird chemicals making you feel like the world isn't real for a minute. Your mind is infinitely complex and you have no idea how one little messed up cable could affect the whole thing, but still <sighs> feels real bad. Well, let's go see about these coordinates. I'm in the car. Uh, the coordinates I was sent, they put me not too far outside Silverwood at a campground. I got no idea what I'm walking into. This whole thing just feels like a Disney ride. Not, not Disney in the sense of Mickey Mouse, but uh, like I'm on rails, like someone else designed this. It's just pulling me along, driving the ship. I don't know why. On the one hand, a lot of this is very unsettling, but I gotta admit, it's also very fulfilling for me. I've been so many investigations, hauntings, stories, whatever, and I've never been so close to something that feels so real. 
I do keep having this one silly thought enter my head, and uh, <laughs> I think it's just the writer in me, the romantic, enjoying a good line, an absurd line. But um, I do keep having this one thought. This will be the one that finally kills me. <laughs> I really hope I don't regret saying that. I'm in one of those campgrounds, like a picnic place. You would think it's a national park kind of thing, but it's a private campground, I think. It's very empty. It feels abandoned. It's probably just the season, though. Weeds cracking through the blacktop in the main driveway. Cast iron grills sunk in the hard earth. It smells nice. Mr. Stanger. Yeah. You're quiet. I am. I didn't know people could be that quiet. <sighs> a mic. Just uh, leave it at mic. Sure. Well, Mike, you sent me the messages. The location, I assume. You sent me the invoices from Redwall. Yeah, I did. Here to listen, Mike. This is kind of your rodeo now. Trust me, this ain't my rodeo. I'm just holding on for dear life. So are you. Even if you don't know it yet. Did you work for Redwall? Bingo. You have that bearing, that military, ex-military feeling. Four tours. Not counting deployments for Redwall, not counting the work I did in Silverwood. Let's start there, then. Is it true that C was using you for logistics, shipping? What do you think? I mean, you've done some homework. Silverwood is built on death. Persistent, repeated rituals of blood. You know, C was uh, started by the same bloodline of those who founded the town. Uh, Rossi. Salvatore Rossi. Married into the Silverwood family. Took it over. But it's the same family. They're insane. It only got crazier and crazier. That uh, biological research project in the 70s, they were building nerve agents. project gets shut down, and there was an accidental leak. The mining collapse at the turn of the century, intentional. Killed almost everyone in the town except the Silverwood child. To carry on the line, to carry on the great work. People are drawn here. You were drawn here. You know what a massive structured death is? Sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. What exactly were you doing for C? Look, I, uh, I wasn't an angel before working here. I, uh, Pete and I were in the same unit when we served. After getting discharged, we started working for Redwall together. I think after all the shit we'd been through, working for some uh, research facility in a small town would be gravy. But, uh, but they were doing weird stuff. And once you get in the higher levels of um, whatever you want to call it, the power, the real power here, the power behind the government, the, the markets, the military, it 
well, it gets pretty weird. You know, on the one hand, there were people in the company, in the research, uh, they were doing all kinds of uh, tests on living subjects with uh, what you call uh, uh, rift anomalies, something having to do with uh, dark matter, quantum physics. I don't really understand it, but uh, I know it was unique to this place, to Silverwood. And I know it wasn't good for the living subjects. Living subjects, you mean animals? Yeah, all kinds of animals. Animals uh, like you and me. Some of them um, just went crazy, the, the lucky ones. Uh, some of them had uh, more volatile reactions. The night of the fires, uh, Pete and I were doing our usual thing, uh, guarding the test subjects. Uh, sometimes these would be in the field as opposed to the sea labs. We were at this little motel, uh, suited and booted, a couple of dozen personnel, and this kit. And this kid was the subject, Liam. These tests, what, what were they trying to do? Well, what was it that Mitch said? Break on through to the other side. M Mitch? The, the groundskeeper at Silverwood Inn? <laughs> what do you think let him live that night? What did he see? What wasn't he supposed to see? Supposed to see? <laughs> well, that's funny. Look, uh, at the company there was a more radical faction uh, trying stranger, older methods to get what they wanted. Most of the people there were men and women of science, fringe science, but science nonetheless. But for some, they turned to old books, ancient methods, perhaps more blunt in practice, but still the same principle. Science or witchcraft, nothing comes from nothing. No matter is created or destroyed. Blood magic, sacrifice. So why they were. You okay? Yeah. I know I won't pay for what I did because I know what's on the other side. And they're the same as us. There's no great justice waiting. But it doesn't mean I still don't regret plenty. Eventually, they did it. That night with Liam, the, the night of the fires. He was the gateway, somehow. Who knows why? Maybe enough repeated knockings on that door and they finally just got an answer. They finally dug enough. A hole opened in this kid's chest, white lightning pouring out of him voices, some kind of black material like tentacles almost. And shit went south fast. And Pete was dead before any of us knew what was going on. I, I got out of there. Did what I do. I survived. Outside the town was in uh, complete chaos. Huge light in the sky. It looked like the clouds were tearing apart. Like, like lightning up there too. Like Just like what came out of the kid. And the fires had already started. And people went Crazy, violent, aggressive. I, I was lucky I was armed and you know, luckier to have an SUV to get to. You can only shoot so fast. 30 in the mag doesn't do you much good if there's 40 people coming after you. I knew it was time to get out of there. Red Wall has contingencies. No one was going to survive these fires to talk about it. They tried to close my loop twice since, but I couldn't just leave. There was someone, someone from the company important to me. Who? 
I worked most on a detail with a man named Carl Fraser. He had a daughter, Joy, and we became very close. I couldn't leave her to what would happen. By the time I got to their house, uh, it was still burning. I could smell the gas, accelerant. So, oh, uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Why'd you send me the tape? What do you mean? Why'd you bring me here? Why'd, why'd you need me to come here? The tape you sent with Carl and Katie and Joy, the mysterious letter saying Silverwood. Why, why'd you want me to come up here for this? A good, good story or something? Urena, has she been on this too? Mitch, it's an extravagant hoax or something. What tape are you talking about? What tape with joy on it? Come on, man, it's a good story. You don't have to keep fucking with me. Jerry, I never <sighs> sent you a tape. I never sent you a tape. You're telling the truth right now. The birds. Whoa. What does that mean? The birds, what's that mean? It means... It means I should know better. Whoa, hey, hey, man. Uh... <laughs> Probably want to run, Jerry. That's going to do you any good. This episode of the podcast, you heard Max Barsness and Jared Sleeper, who also wrote and produced. Sound scoring and engineering by Jason Scardamalia, executive produced by Tony E. Bellenzuela and Kyle Sleeper. Copyright Black Box TV Studios 2017. If you're liking the show, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe there. Also subscribe to youtube.com slash blackboxtv to watch the Silverwood series, which preceded the story. Thank you all. See you next time. <laughs>